Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best microwave dinner, top gaming console, best underwear brand, nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Tom Bockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fabulous. I have floors and I don't have a sewage hole outside because I'm in a new apartment. Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. What a, what a step in the right direction. Oh, it was quite the interesting moving in one day, but, uh, we did it and my joints ache. What have you been up to? (laughs) Uh, less than that. I feel lazy all of a sudden. Good gracious. That's, uh, moving is the worst. It really is. God, it's awful. I haven't had to move in seven years and I hope not to move for 23 more. (laughs) Even then I hope not to again. I hope this is, I I, I suppose I could sell my house because you know, I get people knocking on the door. The values have gone up and it's like, why? I don't want to move. That's (laughs) awful. You got to either pay people to move you or you got to get friends to move you. And you know who a friend of me is? I'll fix your sewage for you, buddy. <laughs> Zach Rancourt here. Uh, that, <laughs> that sounded, sounded about thirty five percent dirtier dirty. than it should have. <laughs> well, sewage is dirty, so that's what I was yeah. offering. <laughs> Fair yes. enough. Yes, you were. Wow. Yeah, nothing. All, all on the up and up. Nothing sexual. <laughs> nothing at all. What have you been up to? Uh, a lot of busyness, and I. It's okay. Um, you know what? But uh, yeah, it's. It's uh, all I can really say. I'll just try to wrap my head around it. This this week's topic was a little hard. I was, I could not think of something uh, quick enough. So we'll see how it goes. I guess <laughs> that's fair. I, I I'm kind of the same way. This one, I, I have my own struggles with this one, but I'll I'll wait for my turn to speak on that. <laughs> I actually came up with mine real quick. Like, well, look at you. I did suggest this, so clearly I had it on my mind. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, buddy. Well, guys, we have all have origin stories. Hell, Spider-Man has like six of them. I mm. mean, even the three of us lived before we became a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. Today, we are going to give you our top five teenage stories. These are stories of a young Tom, Eric, and Zach probably doing really dumb stuff because that's what teenagers do. <laughs> Uh, to enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians in said category, except for I think this week we finally are. Yeah, we kind of are, actually. Of our own lives, yeah. I think, we're, I think we are. <laughs> uh, we are just a few dudes who like to talk about our lives. Oh, Which so are nonsense. Up there. Ooh. Which are nonsense. And I am going to start us off with a little story that I call... Tom is a parasite. (laughs) Oh, boy. What a strong start. Yeah. Um, So Mike, who's friends with all of us, I was friends with Mike since I I was five years old, and he started hanging out with this guy named Dave. I don't remember Dave's last name. All I remember is Dave was a douche. Okay. I hope he listens to this (laughs) because he's a douche. Dave the Um, dick. So... One night we go to his rock climbing gym because he was a rock climber or something. I don't know. All right. It sounds like a douche. And we're all there. We're talking. And then we all go to leave. And everyone that works there is saying bye because they know him. And everyone in our group saying bye. And I guess it's the tone that I said, bye, guys. They didn't like because we left the rock climbing place. And like the manager guy came out and he was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you being such a dick? You, why'd you have to do that? Like you, you, are you mocking us? And I was like, uh, I, I, I was just saying bye. Like, I didn't know what to do with the situation. Um, so that whole thing went and then we got to the car and for the entire ride back to Lake Stevens from Everett, uh, Dave was just going off on me about how I'm a parasite and I just leech off of people and how I'm like the worst human scum on the earth Jesus. because I because I said bye guys and because you said his, goodbye wrong uh, yeah and his sister who, who was Mike's girlfriend was sitting next to me and she was like I'm so sorry I don't I don't know and I was just sitting there and I was like oh okay There's no big deal because yeah, well, I like this story because it shows that even at the age of 16, I still had my, I don't really care attitude. I was just like, eh, I don't care what Dave thinks. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a big deal. Like, it's not hurting my feelings. Like, Dave's a douche. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing about it. But that is my Tom is a parasite. And I like to just, I'm a parasite, guys. I don't, yeah. I think the, <laughs> the worst criticisms are the ones that make absolutely no bloody sense whatsoever. You're like, I, I, if you have any sort of integrity at all, you're like, I, I would like to maybe fix this situation if I can, but I can't, but I have no fucking idea what you're talking about, dude. Like I said, goodbye. I thought, I thought everyone was saying goodbye. I, I, I didn't know you could say goodbye wrong. Ah, uh, whatever happened to that guy? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I would love to look this guy up. Uh, you could ask Mike his last name. Cause I don't remember it. Well, hell. Okay, well, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. All right. So, Eric, are you a parasite? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a lot of reasons, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I struggled with this list because I didn't have what you would say was the f- most fun and warm childhood. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get more into that later, but I wanted to kind of keep it as fluffy as I could and entertainment, uh, entertaining. Uh, so I'll say I'll start off with a dipshittery one where I got lost while deer hunting once. Uh, we were we talked about this actually a few episodes ago about getting lost in the woods, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. You remember you were like I would have no idea what to do. Uh-uh, well, I actually I actually got lost in the woods once, like uh, one of my first times hunting, and this was up in Curlew, Washington, up uh, up on uh, Vulcan Mountain, and this. Vulcan mountain is like, okay, one side of it is Washington state. The other side is Canada. Okay. That's how far North and East we're talking about. Uh, we hadn't had, we got Dick the first few days hunting. We'd got nothing whatsoever. So my stepdad got a bright idea. And one of the ongoing themes of any time I talk about my past and I bring up my stepdad is that he's a fucking moron then. And now total dipshit. Worst ideas ever. Anyway, he got it into his idea that he would be at this house, right? This house that was uh, on this property that we were allowed to hunt, right? Up on the mountain, it's like bare grassy field up for like several hundred yards going up the side of the mountain. But then further up is the tree line and way up further north of the tree line is an old logging road. And so what his idea was, he was going to drive me and my brother David all the way up around up to this logging road, drop us off, point us in the direction that we're supposed to go, right? We're supposed to go downhill. And then there, him and my brother, Jeremy, his stepbrother Jeremy, were going to go down back to the house and they were going to see what we could push out of the woods, flush out to them. And then they were going to kill it. Now this is team hunting and it's totally unethical, but whatever people do it. <laughs> the point is Dave, I, I he kind of looked at a, a map of the area and completely got it wrong. Totally missed the drop off drop zone. Totally missed it. Completely whiffed. So he drops me off first and he's like, yeah, follow this fence line and it'll take you down. It'll just take you right out of the trees and right down to the uh, grassy field. Okay. I don't know anything. This is like my second time being out there. I, I know nothing. Right. Uh, second or third time. Anyway. So I follow the tree line and I'm in the woods and it's, this is thick woods with underbrush. This is, and I'm, you have a, uh, 308 rifle and like I don't like this I, if there's a deer in here I'm not shooting it because I have no sidelines whatsoever I might as well have not had a rifle at all <laughs> no <laughs> I was doing no good but that was not the point the point was I was supposed to drive any bucks that were in the trees out of the trees down the draw down towards the house so I go stomping down through the woods and I follow the fence line it's barbed wire fence it's an old cattle fence uh, market off the property uh and I get down towards the end of the fence and there's a T in the fence. Dave did not tell me that there was going to be another fence here. So I don't know what to do except for to keep walking downhill. But here's the thing. And Zach could tell you this too. It isn't really a sheer downhill when you're talking about out here in the woods and these draws. I mean, it's, it's sort of a loopy up and down, up and down, up and down situation. Okay. These hills are not perfectly conical, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's not how nature shapes it. That's not how, uh, that's not how geological, whatever happens. So I, it, it doesn't take me long to get turned around. I get over the fence and then there is no other fence to follow. So I'm just 
in the middle of the woods. I've I'm hiked down the hill at least a mile and I have no idea where the hell I'm supposed to go now. So I'm facing an uphill. This is the same direction I was supposed to go, but it's uphill. So that's kind of confusing. Eventually I, I, I make a call. I go around the hill and then I find this. I, I'm in this dark, dense wood. It's dark out. It's getting dark. This is in the evening. Mind you, we've only got like an hour of daylight left and it's getting dark and I'm out in the friggin' woods. I eventually way off in the distance spot through the trees, some like a little grassy, whatever. And I think, Oh, there it is. No long story short of it. I find a trail, I find an old logging trail that nobody's been down for fucking 20 goddamn years. I find like old rustic cowboy shit from way back when that was left out there. Pick it up, put it in my pocket. I'm walking. I end up walking around the friggin' mountain. I might've invaded Canada for all I know. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> like the extent of how far I went, I was able eventually to find my way to a house of a person who knew the person we were staying at, uh, like five miles away from where I was supposed to be <laughs> way the hell off. And they're like, Oh yeah, let's hop in the truck. And they gave me a ride to where I was supposed to get. Um, they're apparently my stepdad and brothers and them. they'd been firing off rifles to like, give me a sign to, to where I'm supposed to go. And I never heard it. That's how far away I was. That's how far he missed the drop zone. So to this day, they'll blame me for getting lost way the hell out there in Vulcan mountain, but fuck him. That was his fault. He couldn't read a map. So. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was able to, I got, I got it to the place before dark. I was able to get out of there, but it was kind of scary, man. Cause it's, it's wild country up there. There's bears and mountain lions and all kinds of shit way up there, man. That's wild country. So uh, I had my 308 and I think, five rounds of ammo and <laughs> that, that was it. So the, the only time that you should drop somebody off and then pick them up, like at a place further away is if you're like floating the river. <laughs> Cause that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, and my advice before about fine running water and walk down it, there was no water on Vulcan. There's, there's not, mm. or at least not where I was at. There's nothing there to, to lead me down. Um, so I got I got turned around, but I got turned around because he dropped us off in the wrong spot. I I had I had no idea the lay of the land whatsoever. I had never been out there before, ever, never gone up there. And he's like, "Well, just walk that way." Stupid, stupid, stupid. Never should have <laughs> happened. Fuck him. But anyway, I got a story out of it. So that's that's yeah. not nothing, I guess. I bet uh, Zach's got a story. I'm sure Zach has all kinds of stories, Zach. Yeah, not getting lost on Vulcan Mountain or anything, but <clears throat> um, I don't know. I don't have too many stories, but I do remember. So I've been working since I was 16 years old, uh, actually, even before that, like probably 14, 15. But my first real paying job was as a courtesy clerk at Albertsons. And that was just a person who bags groceries. Uh, my brother worked there, so that was my in at, at the store. But it was really cool to actually have a paycheck, uh, get that paycheck, that feeling of it. But I specifically remember my very first day and I was so nervous. I had to wear my polo. I had to tuck it in. Uh, I worked a four hour shift and it was mostly training just to figure out what was going on. But I took a break two hours in. They told me to go take a break and I didn't know what to do for a break. I've never taken a break in my life uh, other than, you know, like school and, and life. But I've never taken an actual break at work. And so I was like, mm. huh. What do I do for 15 minutes? So I went outside and sat on a bench in front of the store where other customers were sitting or hanging out. And I grabbed a Barks root beer out of a vending machine. And I drank that thing so fast. I don't know why I, I drank it in probably like 20 seconds. I kid you not. I don't know mm. why I drank it so fast. I think I was just really nervous. But yeah, I was uh, I it was my first day. It was my first break ever. And it was a, a really uh, monumental, monumentous moment for me in my life. And I have tons of memories from Albertsons and from other jobs, but that is what uh, kicked it off for me. And I, that was when I was 16 years old. So drinking that Barks root beer on uh, on my first break at Albertsons and on my very first day of a job, I will never forget the taste of that Barks root beer. Yeah. Oh, I, th I get that. Yeah. Our first, our first job. That's a iconic moment. Uh, I, I'll definitely be talking a little bit about that. It's not really the, the point of my story, but I'll talk a little bit about it. it like leads into another story. Yeah. So yeah. I, rem I remember when, yeah, you talk about working at Albertsons. Yeah, man. So that was mine. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. I like it. Yeah. Well, then let me uh, give you another. This one's another one that's kind of uh, uh, this one's called A Bad Walk at Hollywood Video. Um, so Dylan used to work at Hollywood Video. So we would go there and hang out till he got off work and then we'd go do things. Um, it was me, Mike, Dave again, and then Dave's sister, who at the time was Mike's girlfriend. Um, and Mike's girlfriend said, hey, you want to walk around the parking lot? And I said, Okay. And then we walked and then she started to tell me that she was into me and like wanted to like see what I thought about that. Wait, 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 back up. (laughs) No, no, let me keep going. Okay. (laughs) She's into me. She is into me. Okay. You're going to hold on to this moment. She's into you. Got it. And my thought was, uh oh, this isn't a conversation I want to be a part of because you're Mike's girlfriend. I've known Mike since I'm five. He's my best friend. And I find you kind of annoying. I didn't say these things. Um, But all I was, she was talking and all I was thinking was, how do I get out of this conversation? Yeah. How am I going to stop this? And she's talking about it. And we come to a corner and Mike is sitting on the curb and has been able to hear her saying these things to me. Oh, no. Um, Oh, boy. And and that's that's my thought is. Oh no. Yeah. I don't want to lose Mike as a friend. Good news. Mike's cool. (laughs) Mike realized it wasn't Tom. Tom's not doing anything wrong. Right. And they dated for a little bit after that, but it wasn't going to last. But that is definitely probably the most awkward conversation I've been a part of. And I wasn't even saying anything. I was just walking. She was talking and it was like, no, this is not good. Um, And then that kind of goes to another story where we went to see a perfect circle in concert. Um, And when I was being dropped off at home, she like came out like she was going to kiss me and I pulled away (laughs) and I was like, that's not going to happen. And then I walked (laughs) away. (laughs) And so that's that fun uh, story. (laughs) Jesus. You man. But I'm a good friend. Yes, you are, Tom. Who also freezes because I had no clue what I was going to do. That's fair. If Mike wasn't there to hear that, like, I didn't know what I was going to do with that information. Because it's just like, oh, "Oh, God, deer in headlights. What's going on? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad you, I mean, you know that now. I mean, yeah, that's, you were not prepared for that. Poor Tom. Our poor Tommy. I thought we were just going for a walk. We're just hanging out. What's going on? Tom. He wasn't ready for this conversation. <laughs> his 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 virgin ears. Uh, girls oh, don't goodness. like me. Oh God. No. Well, I hey, it's great that a girl took interest in you. Not so great that it was Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. That's not I, that's not ideal. I did have beautiful long hair. I mean, I oh, sure, gorgeous. sure, sure, sure. That's uh, <sighs> sure. Oh, what boy. was that girl's name? <laughs> uh, I don't remember her name, but did it was she work at the sister. casino. No, oh, no, okay. no. This was way before the casino. This was like maybe sixteen or seventeen. Damn, Tom, you're yeah. the gangster of love. I guess the so. gangster of love. Some people call you Maurice. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of being a gangster of love, it's time. <sighs> I have been given permission to tell this story. Oh, cool! I find it endearing. <laughs> Uh, you have to understand, uh, well, you both know Mandy. Uh, she and Tom, you've known Mandy longer than me. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, she was the weird girl with the horses and stuff. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's her. She was, she was the weird chick. Um, she did not, I come to find, I didn't really know her very well, like in middle school and early high school. I didn't know her freshman year at all. But she knew at least of me. We like friends of a friend kind of situation. She'd never, and she didn't have a very high opinion of me for, you know, all kinds of reasons that I almost certainly deserved. But anyway, she decided she was going to have a party uh, uh, at, at her neighbor's house. This guy, Scuba Steve, we called him. And her friend Casey really liked my friend Jake and wanted him there. And so Jake was going to be there and he didn't really know too many people who were there. So they just decided I got invited to the party just because, you know, because I did. So 
she's like, okay, I can figure it. It's not whatever I can deal with. You know, there's a lot of people there. I don't have to talk to them. It's fine. Anyway, I, you know, the party had gone on and it had gotten to a point where I, you know, I wasn't really talking to anybody. I didn't really care about anything that was going on. I was kind of just sitting on a couch in the garage, you know, just having a Pepsi or, you know, not spiked. It's weird to think about parties now that <laughs> it's like I wasn't boozing it up or anything, but no. Uh, although we were, I think, snorting Smarties, <laughs> chopping up Smarties in the little cocaine powder and snorting it. Uh, of course. Yeah, we were, we were so hardcore. Uh Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting back there and she decides to approach me and start talking to me. And we we talked for probably an hour, hour and a half. We just found uh, having a good conversation. You know, it's just uh, we hit it off and, uh, you know, get a, a hug at the end. And, uh, yeah, I had to go and I went home. That was great. I didn't think much of it. I think it was later that night I got an email from Mandy and it was like a long multi-page freaking email confessing her undying love for me mm. crazy 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 like just it's like an insane what bug-eyed rant about how super into me she was like out of just out of the clear blue sky after one conversation i don't know what it says about me that that interested me <laughs> maybe i'm just a stark raving egotist i don't know <laughs> or maybe i just like the weird crazy chip maybe i'm attracted to crazy i don't know but uh it wasn't long after that we, we actually started going out and you know we we broke up for a little while and we got back together and another together letter was involved <laughs> yeah. uh, was you had a breakup letters. letter then you had to get back together letter <laughs> oh no that's another that's that, yeah. that's one of the stories that's not in here oh. <laughs> the, but you know but anyway yeah, my point. My point is, uh, the weird chick uh, who was crazy. I married her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll call that Eric's so. letter of destiny. Uh, yeah, okay, call it gets cool. Call it what you will. <laughs> I call it crazy because it was. Uh, let me just ask you, Zach. Mm-hmm. If you got that email, what is your reaction? Mm-hmm. Are you intrigued? Do you want to spend more time with this person? Or are you a little like, holy shit, who is this person? I don't know. I'd try not to. I mean, I would have my guard up. I'd be like, uh, it's kind of weird. But I'm also weird. And I've I always like to get to know people a little bit better and yeah. then make a decision. But yeah, that's that's already starting off on a weird, <laughs> the weird right. foot. So. Right, right. Keep in mind, that's 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 30 some odd year old you. Yeah, uh, this was, this was 16 year old oh. us. Uh, that's yeah. anyone just paying attention to you is like, yeah, well, right. a, little, a little bit. And and we yeah. were talking about her earlier and she just sort of pointed at her breast and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Whoa. oh, yeah, that's I did notice those. That's true. That, well, since that is her move. I mean, since <laughs> that was her move. We're all talking about girls on the, on the on the first one. I mean, that's what mine is like, too, though. So that's why that's what I was going to I was going to save until my turn to to speak more on it. Sure. So uh, I, how do I say this without sounding cocky or egotistical? I think I'm an attractive oh. guy. I don't think I'm yeah. ugly. I don't think I'm God's gift by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that I have an attractiveness to me. Now, I have never been, or I have, for my whole life, I was not confident in myself until I turned about uh, 17 when I first started realizing what girls were. I've always known what girls were. I've always had crushes. I've always done this kind of stuff. I've, you know, sure. had confidence to go to the dance and all that. But uh, I really didn't understand uh, what it was until. How can I say this? I really didn't understand what happened when a girl would hit on you. I was like, oh, that's what it is. So for me, there were some girls in high school that were clearly flirting with me. And I was too dense to really notice. And I remember this one girl asked me, she's our freshman or sophomore year. She's like, oh, who are you taking a homecoming or whatever? I was like, ah, nobody. We're probably just going to like hang out or something. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going with nobody, too. And then we just kind of lay there. I'm like, or we sat there and I'm like, oh, right on. Cool. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> and it was it was just that was one one series of events and in, in, in a whole bunch of other events, a string of events, I should say that uh, really kind of cascaded from there until I was about 17 or 18. It, a light bulb clicked on and I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is what <laughs> flirtation is. And I and I got it finally. And then it was really fun after that. So <laughs> I still have a hard time uh, reading when a, when a, a woman is hitting on me. And I just um, 
I'm oblivious to it all. But I do remember specifically that one girl my sophomore year who asked who asked me to homecoming without directly asking me to homecoming. And I just said, all right, well, see you later and walked away. Oh, I know what could have been. She is beautiful still, though, and she's married and uh, she has an adorable family. But I still am like, that's the one. That's the one that got away, man. So (laughs) I'll call her Uh, the one that got away. No, I don't know. I'll call her the one that got away. <laughs> I can't think the, of the one one who popped your mental cherry. Yeah, I'll just say the one that got away. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine's a little I, uh, I feel like I was the same in high school. I was much, I was attra- more attractive in high school when I didn't have my receding hairline and I had <laughs> muscles. Like okay. when I had a six pack. You had a six pack? Um, but yeah, yeah, I used to be super in shape because nice. I yeah. played football and ran track. And good job, Tom. Um, and then yeah, good job back then. Uh, but <laughs> I, I also, I would say that I'm still oblivious to this day of most things. Just in life, like I go through life, I focus on the things that I focus on, and I don't notice other things. It's a big problem. I just, I just don't zero in on what's going on around me. I guess. Or more, I'm focused on the task at hand is more of my thing. Like, oh, I'm doing this. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what it was. I just was dumb. And I liked her. I had a crush on her. But I just didn't get it. I was like, why did I do that? So I think like a few months after, I was kind of like, oh, I think she was asking me to, to homecoming. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. oh. It's okay. It's a thought that counts. It is okay. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay. It's our, you know what? <laughs> We've all had some interesting times with that. I actually, I, you know, I'd had some problems when like sixth grade, I'd actually got bullied by some girls. And this is really sort of before I'd found like more like what my personality was going to lean towards, but it was a really bad thing. Like I got bullied like almost all sixth grade by these four girls who were just horrible. I don't remember their names. And I don't want to remember them. I could find them, but like, I don't want to look them up. I hope like they've re I hope they think about it occasionally and like realize it was really fucked up. And like they teach their kids not to be that way. I really hope that cause it, it fucked me up for a long time um, with girls. And that's not to say that I didn't have luck dating. I, I had plenty of luck, middle school, high school dating. It's just that my respect level for girls and the way I treated them was really not where it should have been because one, I didn't have a father figure worth a fuck in my life. And two, those girls tortured me when I was 12 and uh, it took me a long time to really kind of navigate that. So it, it it's, it's the navigating the, the, this sort of uh first romantic uh, <laughs> tri- trials and tribulations or whatever you want to call them. Uh, it, it's rough for everybody, no matter what, but especially when you've you know gone through a little bit of shit. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is all, this is still, you're still finding yourself. You're finding out what you like. You're finding out who the hell you are. I don't think you really know who the hell you are till you're like 30. <laughs> Frankly, I didn't, you know, it took me a long time, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I think I'm hotter now than I ever was, and I, <laughs> but that's more of a confidence thing and a personality thing. I know who I am, a mental thing and an attitude thing. I know who I am now. I didn't really know who I was back then. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. Well, is that uh, Tom's number two or number yes, three? Now or? Let, let me let me tell you about the night that I met Dylan. Um, was he hella hungry? He well, yes, he actually was. Um, so to start this story, I have to tell you about Mike's Asuzu iMark, which was the car that he drove when he was 16. Um, his dad got it for him for $13 because he knew a guy who had a storage unit. And he said, if you pay the fee, you can have what's in there. So he got an Isuzu iMark and it was just like, okay. Um, it had a cracked exhaust manifold, but his dad put a bolt into the crack and it melted in to keep it from being more cracked. Um, so that was his car. And about a week before we went to go meet Dylan, um, him and Dave, the douche, were dooring garbage cans. So just drive by garbage cans and hit them with the door and it shattered the passenger window on like the fifth one they did. So one night, I think it was, it was either a Friday or a Saturday. We decided we knew Mike knew Dylan through Ultima online. He played the game with him. 
He had met him a couple times, and we decided we're going to drive to Darrington to hang out with Dylan. And we drove out there in his Isuzu iMark with no window in the winter, so it was freezing. Gordy was in the back seat with a blanket around him, just nice. freezing his ass off. And the thing about his Isuzu iMark was the lights would randomly just turn off, like they just stop working. And if you know Darrington, it's very, very dark on those roads at yeah, night. I know and it was road. 10 p.m. So we were just kind of driving down that road and lights would go off for like 20 seconds. And we'd have to slow down a whole bunch and then wait for the lights to come back on. And then we go and we finally get out to Dylan's house and it's like, cool, we're here. And then Dylan's like, we should go to Denny's. <laughs> <sighs> so we get back in the Isuzu and we go to Denny's and we're at Denny's till three o'clock in the morning, just eating. I believe I had moons over my hammy, which was delicious back then. Yeah. Denny's has gotten way worse since. Um, and then I have been friends with Dylan ever since. That yeah, is my, how about that? my Dylan story. <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty good Dylan story. That sounds like a yes, Dylan it is. story. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. He was hella hungry. He wanted he to go to Denny's. He must have been hella so hungry. That's why he wanted to go to Denny's. Uh, I call that one Dylan and his damn Denny's. <laughs> Triple D. <laughs> wow. That's uh, Eric, what's your third? Uh, so when I was in high school, uh, freshman and sophomore year, I was in the uh, JROTC. I was that kid. Uh, JROTC. I look, my. I've talked about it before that, you know, I knew from the age of five, I was going to join. I, you know, my family all had a history of service and that's, that, that's part of who we are. Anyway, uh, JROTC for Snohomish high school is, uh, based out of Marines. We, and anyway, so there was a special summer trip. I think it was after sophomore year, if I remember correctly, sophomore leading into junior year where we were going to go down to San Diego which is the Marine Corps recruit depot in San Diego. They've only got two. They've got uh, Camp Lejeune in the Carolina, and they got uh, San Diego. And we were going to go down there. I, I, it was a week, roughly a week, 10 days. So we went down there, and it was my first time kind of traveling away from home on my own at 16. And I got a taste for it. More on that later. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It, you know, We got up way early in the morning. You know, Sergeant Major, who was escorting us there, he had spent a lot of his career at San Diego. He knew this place backwards and forwards. Um, you know, he, we, we, we slept in the barracks. We got up like ass o'clock in the morning, just like everybody else there to, to, to do PT and, you know, in your PT gear, all that stuff. We went, you know, marched around, whatever, but we also had a lot of fun. We, we did a, we took a tour of the Navy SEAL training center. That was super cool. Uh, we took a bolt. We went bowling on the base. That was fun. We went to the beach our, on our last day. Um, we uh, went to San Diego Zoo. That was fun. That was uh, amazing. If you've never been to San Diego Zoo, that's that's some that's a special thing you got to go see. Um, we went to Coronado Beach, which was my first experience of like a white sand beach, like a really nice beach, and it's really cool because it's right off the base, and you got fighter jets flying. You know. 15 yards off the surface of the water right in front of you uh, in formation. It's badass. Um, we got stupid fucking lobster sunburn too because <laughs> we're a bunch of pasty, you know, Seattle Northwest, you know, kids down in California. Just got lobster beet red. Uh, not a whole lot. To, oh, we one more thing. And one of the reasons I wanted to tell the story is because we also went to the fair. It was during the summer. Went to the fair down there. And I bought a Tokemon shirt. Yes, I heard that. You heard me correctly. Tokemon. Because Pokemon was huge. And there was some shirt there that had like a Pikachu, a Charmander, a Bulbasaur, and a Squirtle. And they all had like Rastafarian, you know, Jamaican uh, hats and hair uh, dreads. And they were blazing. And they had, anyway, it was just the dumbest shirt ever. And I'm like, I have to have it. I have 20 bucks. I want that shirt. So I bought that shirt. And I took it home with me. And my parents hated it. Fuck them. That shirt was amazing. Uh, it was, anyway, so that was a fun trip. It was my first time kind of getting away on my own. And, um, you know, there's a, the, we, we ate at the chow hall there too. And a lot of people talk about, you know, the, you know, military chow. It's really, no, it was really good. 
I really enjoyed it. And that's when my mom's like, oh, well, then actually you might be fine in the military. So, yeah, it was it was a good trip. It was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. So that's my third one It's going to San Diego for JROTC. And Tokemon shirt. I love San Diego. That's great. It's a good town, man. And yes, that uh, zoo is incredible. It's like a little safari. They got a gondola and everything. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Have you been down there, Tom? Nope. Nope. San Diego is a cool town. Oh, wait. Yeah, I have. Wait, I thought you were. I don't know why I said nope. <laughs> no, I'm fine. That's fine. You just it's fucking yeah, lied to me. That's there. fine. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find a way to forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I don't even know where I've been. <laughs> I have a friend uh, from high school, Abby Walker, who moved down there after college. I don't know if you knew Abby at all, Tom. A little. Uh, little, yeah. She moved down there right after college. She's just like, fuck this rain noise. Bye-bye. Deuces. Uh, yeah, it's where uh, Whitney went to college in San Diego. Yeah? For her, uh, what's it called? Whatever. College? To get her master's. Well, oh, she okay. went. She went for her first four years in Boston and then for her- Her graduate uh, degree. Yeah. Graduate, yeah. She uh, went to San Diego, so yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Zach, I think that leads into your number three. My number three. Sweet. <laughs> So <clears throat> I played football in high school. I loved sports. I played baseball, I played golf, uh, basketball for a hot minute. But in high school, I played football and golf. And when I was a sophomore, we moved up to the varsity squad because freshman year was just the C team, or I think is what we were called. But anyhow, uh, sophomore year, you move up to varsity. And the first few practices, you don't wear pads. It's just shorts and shirts and you're wearing helmets and doing run throughs and all that kind of stuff and doing conditioning. Um, but the first day of, and mind you, this is during the summertime. So school doesn't start. You start football uh, practice in the summertime, but the first day of pads is about on the third day of practice, fourth day of practice. Maybe we had two days. It was the very first start of two days and we had to be in the locker room for a se- uh, 7 a.m. practice, 8 a.m. practice, sorry, in the summertime. And I just remember being up early in that locker room, it was dead quiet, and we're all wearing our pads. I was nervous as shit because I'm a sophomore, and we had some big bruisers on our team. And one of the coaches, the special teams coach, just wheels out this uh, stereo system. And like no one's talking. Everyone's just kind of sitting there, and we're all just kind of waiting for, for pad day because everyone's talking it up. And all of a sudden, I hear these bells on the, on the radio. It's going, dung, dung. And then in rips a little ACDC, and it's Hell's Bells. And we're all kind of like just nodding our heads. And I, it felt like a scene from a movie. I shit you not. And one of the captains mm-hmm. of the team, he's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And we're all just like, yeah. And I was so sore after that. But <laughs> it was really oh, fun. It was the first day of practice. So anytime I hear Hell's Bells, I immediately think of just going out there at like seven or eight in the morning and just getting obliterated. But had a, <laughs> had a really fun time. And I was a little undersized on a sophomore, but it still was it still was a yeah. blast. So hell's bells and uh, my sophomore year. That's great. That's great. I had yeah. a lot of fun playing football. I know Tom did too. Yeah, I love two days. I, I just liked. I liked football. Like I, I was never like ah oh, two days. This is the worst. I had so much fun. Well, yeah, I, I didn't mind two days after a while, but this was the very first one. You know, and <laughs> yeah, when, it's a it's a rough first one. Usually, and when you're when you're a kid, when you're 15 years old. Uh, you're thinking that these 17 year olds are fucking giants. You're thinking that yeah. they're yes. huge people. <laughs> and so you're just like, Oh my God, this is kind of scary. This is nerve wracking. How's it going to go? Am I just going to get blindsided? Like what's going to happen? And no one was talking. It was so weird. And then all of a sudden, yeah, just they got us pumped up. So I thought that was so badass. I, I loved it. Well, that's because it was so badass. That is so badass. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, old Mark Dempsey used to pump up like White Zombie. That was my yeah. <laughs> first time listening to White Zombie, Rob Zombie, little beasties, you know, all kinds of stuff to get you psyched up. Mm-hmm. Throw a bunch of ibuprofen down the gullet because there you go. Yeah, you're about to destroy your body. So that's cool. That's now, fun. That's that's charming. Now my bones hurt after moving some boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, we couldn't do two days. Now we can't do a half a day. Ugh. No way, couldn't man. Even watch a half a day. <laughs> we couldn't even watch a half a day. We'd die. All right. Well, Tom, what about number four for you? Okay, so 
I haven't gotten permission to tell the story, but it's been told enough that I think that the person it's about won't mind. Okay. Um, I'll start this off with, I started drinking at the age of, I think I was towards the end of 15 and I, I can actually blame my drinking on peer pressure because I was always the person who was like, no, I'm not going to drink even if people are drinking around me. And then one day I was at a party and Mike held me down and tried to pour beer into my mouth and he <laughs> poured it into my eye. And that's when I, I, it hurt and it stung. And then after that, I just went to the fridge and I grabbed a beer and I started drinking. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, that's not the story I'm telling you though. That's just to tell you, I started drinking early along with my friends now yeah. let's jump to a night where me and Mike, I believe, had been drinking, but not as much as Gordy. Gordy had been drinking a lot. He had a flask, and he was drinking that thing. Oh, does, and does, 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 I'm sorry, does, does Gordy drink? He drinks, <laughs> and he did drink a lot oh, okay. <laughs> this one night. And we had noticed he Love was you, missing Gordy. for a while. We were just in my bedroom and he was missing. And then my dad came into my room. He had been sleeping, which my dad's door was about two down from mine. Yeah. And he said, is something wrong with Gordy? He is his real name, of course. Um, yeah. And we said, oh, he's just not feeling too well. And so my dad went back to bed and we went and found Gordy out in the yard and he was throwing up. Oh, no. um, and we asked him, like, what happened? And he had gone and laid down at the end of my dad's bed <laughs> in a drunken stupor thinking he was going to my room. My dad woke up. He got Gordy got up and left the room and went outside. And besides coming to my room to ask what was wrong with him, my dad has never talked about it again. <laughs> never brought it up ever again. And every time this like something close to this story comes up, I have to tell whoever is like kind of doesn't know because it's just it's the best story. It's so just like drunken stupor greatness. Yeah. Where I can say, I can say Gordy has slept with my dad. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. Oh, that was a fun, fun night. That's, that's a, that's, that's a warm, loving story. I love that story. And I know Gordy lists this, so yes. Gordy now the whole world knows. Gordy's the fucking Good thing I didn't best. use your real name. This right here is a Gordy fan account. <laughs> this podcast mm-hmm. is a Gordy, a Gordy fan <laughs> podcast. Uh, uh, that's why I was like, oh, does, does he drink? That's 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 weird. I, uh, yeah. I never knows that before. He's, he's a drinker, fun. apparently. <laughs> well, I'm glad you uh, you kicked things off with the, the first drunking story. That's another point of demarcation. In a young person's life. Uh, so later that summer, I think after, or just before junior year, right before junior year, uh, right before I turned 17, uh, I worked at the Evergreen State Fair. It was my first job, really. Uh, it was only for a couple of weeks while I was going there. I worked at the Walla Walla Onion Burger. If you've ever gone to Evergreen State Fair in Monroe, go get your Walla Walla Onion Burger because it's freaking top notch. Get you a double pile on the fried onions. So damn good. And get you some of those big, they specialize in the giant fried, like the onions, the onion rings. So get that too. Really good. Had a lot of time, a lot of fun working there. Got out of the house for a couple of weeks and I made like $700, which at the time was a good amount of money. And as for a teenager, that's that's good, good, good money. Now, I initially planned to fix up uh, or pay for the repairs for my stepdad's Camaro so that I could drive it around. But then I got to thinking money buys all kinds of stuff. So anyway, through some friends, through an older sibling, we ended up buying a bunch of booze <laughs> and with it, me and uh, was, uh, Chris Bryant and Jake Miller. And I believe a young Chad Mead was there that night too. Mm. <laughs> uh, another, fr- another f- uh, friend of the show. I think a young Chad Mead was there if I remember. Uh, and, uh, he was shorter than me. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> yeah. He's much taller than me now. Uh, he, uh, anyway, we had got, as a thing was at Chris's house. We'd gotten like Bacardi 151 and Ugh. Captain Morgan's. 
And I had, I think, 12 shots of 151 in about 45 minutes. Mm. Mind you, I'd never drunk before. Never really. Not really. I'd had like a beer or two. I never had been drunk before. Now, that's a shitload of alcohol for anybody of any experience level, of any size and any age. That's a shitload of booze. (laughs) Uh, So we were slamming them and we ended up... uh, (laughs) <laughs> we end up going to this place called Top of the World. It's sort of famous for, you know, high school kids go up there party. My stepdad went up there when he was went to Snohomish. My grandpa went up there <laughs> when he was at Snohomish. We'd gone up there. It was old hat. So up by Lake Rosinger, big bonfire, lots of beer. Anyway, they they they're driving us around, and I'm in the back of the truck bouncing around out there, just yelling about I have no idea what, just crazy. Anyway, I I puke. Chris gets me out, drags me out onto the street. I'm laying in the pavement covered in my own puke. They ended up washing me up a little bit. Get me back into the truck, back of the uh, truck. Anyway, uh, we'll get up to the mountain. Eventually, I'm able to finally, like, I'm not dying. Enough had gotten through my system. I thought I was going to die, and I could, <laughs> could have. Enough had gotten out of my system that I was able to kind of get up and mingle a little bit, but I was still completely everything sideways. Uh I was proud because I took a piss while holding a beer and I, you know, I think it was Miller or Dempsey or one of them knocked me over and I didn't spill it. I was very proud of myself. Mm. Uh, Although I did pee all the way down my leg. Uh, Anyway, I lost my Tokemon shirt that night. You guys, (laughs) my brand new Tokemon shirt that I had just brought from San Diego. I got all kinds of like stomach acid holes in it from when I threw up all over myself and it's still up on the mountain somewhere. And it was up there for like a couple of years. People would point out to it. They're like, yeah, it's still sitting up there in the in the bushes, man. Um, that was a rough night, guys. That was the that was the drunkest I've I think I've ever been without blacking out. Because that was that was real. That was un- unacceptably <laughs> drunk. And that's just that's one of those things where. And I'll tell you what happened. Again, stepdad's a piece of shit. He would not talk about alcohol with me. He would not discuss it with kids because he, he would, and I quote, wouldn't discuss that with children, even though that's who you talk to about it. So they don't do what we just described, right? They don't go out and kill themselves. You idiot. He made no effort. The man's a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> point, <laughs> point is lack of knowledge, like, lack of knowledge is what led to, uh, led to that uh, and just being an idiot. But it was, a, it was, uh, I survived. Thank God, but uh, only just barely. That was a rough time. That was a rough, rough time, guys. Uh, yeah, my, my dad was actually always cool about drinking. I was going to ask you, he, did your like, dad he, know that? He, yeah, he knew that I, I would drink at like 16 years old. And he okay. the only thing he would ever say is, don't get into a car with someone who's been drinking. Right. Sure. He, he, he was fine as long as I went somewhere and drank there and then stayed there. Because right, ultimately, didn't, alcohol didn't is care. not that big of a deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Just don't get in a car. We'll be fine. Right. And that's all he cared about. So, yeah. Man. Well, that's, uh, that's, 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 yeah, your dad is totally opposite. That's, that's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> man. Okay. What about the, I th- we haven't heard a Zach drinking store. Does he have a well, drunk store? I mean, that here? worked. It, it, this, this is working really well. Serendipitous. Ah, because beautiful. actually, I was going to talk about, um, no, actually, sorry, I'm going to change it. So I was going to talk about my very first party I went to, which was when I was uh, 15. It was the day before I was supposed to start my job as a caddy. But um, anyways, I went to a party and I was so nervous and I puked all over my shoes uh, because I smoked a cigarette and I, I did chewing tobacco and I drank. It was really stupid why I did all of that. And I lied to my mom, but she knew because she saw the puke on my shoes. So <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> my story is actually since I'm a seasoned uh, partier in high school at this point, uh, my senior year, I uh, I was going to have this awesome party because my mom went to Vegas. So it was just my mom, my sister and myself living in a townhouse in Mount Vernon. And my mom was in Vegas. My sister and I were both in high school. We we're two grades apart we decided to have a cocktail party. So guys wear button up shirts, girls can wear quote unquote cocktail dresses or just whatever, something nice. So I um, got a friend to buy some, a 30 bomb of like Keystone light or Bush light or whatever. And I got some cheap Monarch vodka and I got some country time lemonade and I made pink panty droppers in a giant McDonald's style, like 
juice dispenser. They were really gross, but charged five dollars a cup and it was all you could drink. And it was a really good deal. It started out with only a few people because my sister knew a good amount of people and so did I. So we were looking at maybe like 10 people. It ended up being about 35 people in just a three bedroom townhouse. So there's a lot of people. Um, there happened to be a few different folks from Anacortes, which was a town across the way. We weren't rivals or anything like that, but there were like five or six of them. Uh, it turns out one of them was dating this girl who was a friend of my sister's. And then one of my friends, his group, they all had beef for something. There was some sort of beef. I don't know what was going on. I didn't know about it. The party was fine until we all were getting ready to decide to leave and go to another party somewhere else. Uh, Everyone's leaving down the hallway. I'm at the back trying to kind of clean up and like get everybody out. And then all of a sudden I start seeing fists being thrown and all this yelling. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's a big fight that starts to break out. And so we lived in a, uh, our townhouses were like basically a giant quadplex with a big parking thing in the middle. So I go outside because I'm the last one in the house and there are like four or five fights, people fighting each other. So like eight people and all this yeah. chaos and people are running and I'm just grabbing my hands on my head. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is this is a nightmare. Um, and so I'm like, fucking run, like everybody leave, right? And so I close the door. My sister like fell over. She hurt her knee. I'm like trying to mend that and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, all right, all right. Okay, you you and your friends. And Corey was there, Corey Rogers actually. And, oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were dating at the time. And so uh, she... I was like, do not open the door for anybody. No cops, blah, 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 blah. At this time in my life, I wanted to be a cop, which so I knew <laughs> I knew things. I was sure. like, do not open the door. I was like, I'm going to go to the party and leave. I left. I went to the party. I get a phone call. It's from a police officer. And he's like, this is so-and-so from Mount Vernon Police. Um, where are you right now? And I'm like, uh, don't worry about that. I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, I have your sister and Corey <laughs> here and her friends, and they're all getting minors in possession. And I said, can I talk to them? And I was like yelling at Corey. I'm like, what the fuck did you open the door? I told you not to open the door. So that's when Corey got his MIP. And I hope he listens to this because he can remember all of it. But uh, the guy, the cop was asking me, he's like, where are you at? Where's the other party at? And I'm like, don't worry about it, man. I, I was like, I, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but uh, but I know that you can't enter that house. And so <laughs> I was trying to be, you know, cock of the walk guy. Um, I owned up to all my mistakes afterwards. And my mom did eventually find out. We let it a really good lie. But my mom eventually found out and I lost her trust. But it was a pretty crazy time. It actually affected a lot of people because there were a lot of athletes that were um, breaking the athletic code. So there's this big school investigation. And I was actually the only truthful one. I said, hey, I was at the party. I was doing this. Uh, Um, You were the narc. No, no, no. Let me finish. (laughs) I said I was at the party. I was doing this. But I will not tell. uh, I will not say anybody else who was there. I was like, I will not rat anybody else out. And the vice pre- the vice principal is really proud of me. She was like, you know what? Everybody that we've talked to has not admitted to it. She's like, I'm actually really proud that you did that. You still have to write an essay on, on like honor and stuff like that or whatever it is. But I was like, yeah, that's fine. But she was she was happy. And then other people were like, well, I'm glad you didn't rat us out. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not no snitch. So, But wow. yes, high school parties, man. They're crazy. <laughs> don't invite people you don't know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. I'm, I'm glad the, that worked out in the end, but holy wow. Yeah. Yeesh, buddy. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. are we getting into our number five? Yeah. I think so. It is. And uh, my, my last one's actually a twofer, um, and it's called Food is Not Your Friend. Um, so I had a friend in high school named Bonnie, and Bonnie was a vegetarian and she didn't think that I could be a vegetarian for a month. And I said, yes, I can. And guess what guys? I did it. I was a vegetarian for a month and she had to buy me a ultimate bacon cheeseburger from Jack in the box at the end. And, and I ate that thing right up and it ended up on the sidewalk because (laughs) after you don't eat meat for a month, your body doesn't like when you throw a big pile of meat at it, it like rejects it and stuff. So that, that was my first food doesn't like you moment. The second one was, uh, I tried to drink a gallon of milk in an hour because Mm. someone said, you can't do that. And I said, yes, I can. (laughs) 
Um, and this was also, this was at uh, Bonnie's work because we were waiting to go bowling. And so we decided in the lobby of a pizza place that's no longer there. I think it was called Pizza Time. <laughs> I started drinking this milk. I was doing real, real good. I got halfway in about 25 minutes or so. And that's when it hits you <laughs> that this isn't going to go well. But you also don't want to stop because you're a teenager and you're like, no, no, I can fight through this. Everything about- you're ever going to be is riding on this bet. <laughs> yeah. I got three fourths of the way through and then I threw up in front of that pizza place. I, I got outside. So sh- she was not angry at me for throwing up in the lobby of her pizza place that she would have to clean up. It was outside, but that was projectile vomit. That was like, Ooh, that was bad. I still went bowling that night, but I real didn't toxic feel Avenger good. stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, milk, milk was... really was a bad choice, huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't try that milk challenge. Actually, before the podcast, I went and looked milk challenge up on YouTube, and uh, Kobayashi, who's like a food eating god, um, he had just finished doing twelve cupcakes, I think it was, or thirteen in a minute. Like he broke a world record and then he was like, oh, I want to show you something else. And he did the gallon of milk in like 40 seconds. Yeah, but he's a trained eater. And I was eater. just like, really? He's a trained eater. Still 40 seconds. That's insane. And he didn't throw it up after. He just, boom, it's all in there. Just a gallon sitting in his belly. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty so incredible. Don't eat things. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my final one is um, <laughs> it, it, it's less of the it's I, I guess it's probably the most important moment uh, of my life at that point. Uh, and this is something that people of our generation, this is something we all remember. 9-11. You remember you were 9-11. I was uh, uh, I was playing hooky from high school. Uh, this was right at the beginning of junior year for us, Tom. Uh, I was playing hooky. I was uh, and I was. I think I've told this before, but very briefly was I had been given a, this girl, this neighbor girl, a ride to, to, uh, to school. And I called her up. She's like, ah, I'm not going to school. She's like, yeah, fine. Whatever. Turn on the news and we turned it on. And I turned it on just in time for the second plane to hit. And I woke my mom up and, you know, we knew we were under attack. And then I, I knew it was bad, but I didn't really piece together how bad it was. But until they said a plane had hit the Pentagon and that I knew that I was very aware that there's a real bad problem now. So, uh, a few months later, you know, relationships and shit had been deteriorating at home and at school. I was not in a good way at all. I was I was on my way out, and I had already known, like I had said multiple times, that I was ready to that I knew from age five I was going to join. I just didn't know what branch and all that. So finally, it had a bit of a. This was at a point that I had to like move out of my parents' house to live in like a trailer on the property just to get out from under their roof. It was. It was real bad. A lot of shit that's just not fit for this podcast because it's just not fluffy enough and it's just not it's just gonna bum people out. So there's no reason to go there. But it was bad. Um, I found out not long after 9-11. They, so the Army, Navy, the Marines, and the Air Force, you have to have at least a high school diploma. The Army, you can either have a high school diploma or a GED. Some years they, they require you to have a high school diploma. Some years they lower it down to a GED. This was right after 9-11. They had lowered it down to a GED. So I just like, uh, eventually after one final blowout with my mom, I'm like, I just want to leave school, get my GED and join the army. I'm ready to go. And she finally actually had like our very first real conversation. Like I was a person and we sat there and talked it out and worked out what that would look like. And they're thinking this idiot's going to drop out. He's going to go get his G, try to get his GED. He's going to fail. This idiot's going to fail horribly and blah, 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 blah. I crushed it. <laughs> I got the test done in like three days. Everything was done. It was nothing. The GED was nothing. I got 99% on everything. I was done. Like, oh shit. Okay. So I, she still had to sign a waiver because I was still technically underage. But uh, a few months later uh, in May of the following year, May of 2002, I had enlisted and I was off to basic training, Fort Knox, 17. So while you guys were still junior year of high school, I was heading off to basic training. So that was a uh, still a teenager. So it still counts, but that's pretty much the end of, I think the end of my teenage years, <laughs> a few years yeah. early. That'll do uh, it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So, 
wish I'd give more fluff, but that's, that's <laughs> like that, that's sort of a moment. That's something I have to very briefly talk about that. Yeah. There's obviously you, you more for, there, but you forgot about like the unicorns that like were you rode in on, right? That's that's fluffy. yeah, all the yeah. yes, all the <clears throat> unicorns. There were seventeen oh, of them. Yeah, seventeen <laughs> unicorns and a and a and a flying squirrel too, and oh, a chipmunk cool. army. Uh, what am I? No, I, I don't know. Yeah. What do you want me to anyway. call that? Uh, uh, a call to arms. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's that's way more badass than <laughs> than it was. It was Eric the Dropout. <laughs> it was no. It was America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I remember where I was on September 11th. I was in the sure. weight room. It was in the morning time, and I was like, "The hell? It's crazy." We were watching on TV. I'm like, "Is this real? Like, this is really happening?" It was yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Did, did you really, did you yeah. fully understand the implications no. of everything that, yeah. No, no. Because this is before social I, media. I, so you're just like, what is going on? What? Wh- why? Who? Who versus? And then all this stuff happens. And you're like, oh my God. And also I was 15 years old. So I didn't really know. I was just worried about what Jumbo Jack I was going to get later. <laughs> you know, like what Tom. Jumbo Jack I, did you get later? I don't know. The regular I Jumbo w- Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was upstairs in the library at Snohomish High School because I was a TA first period. So I was laminating something for the teacher that I TA'd for, and I was just cutting it. But they had a TV in there that was turned on to the news, and it was just like, what's going on? I'm surprised I didn't like cut off my thumb with the uh, the paper slicer that you would use on the laminator because it was just a weird day. <sighs> yeah. I remember, uh Mandy talked about it a little bit where it was like uh, for her, I think it was uh, they wouldn't turn on the news at all. Like her teacher just just did not give a shit. It's like you're not here to watch that stuff. You're here to learn. And like, one of the most iconic like, and oh. interesting and yeah. important moments of their entire life, they basically had to miss for that period because that teacher had his head way the hell up his own ass. Mm. So what are you going to do? Yikes. Yep. Crazy stuff, man. So that and is Zach's my here to fifth finish us off. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah uh, so I am a really funny, gregarious guy. I'm really animated. I'm a good singer. I'm pretty much all these amazing things, right? Humble, too. And so humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a very shy person. I still get shy at times. Um, and I didn't really come out of my shell or start getting into the, I don't want to call it entertainment industry or the pageantry we'll just we'll call it that but until middle school so seventh grade i was a stage manager for the play and while i was watching all my friends act and do these things i was like you know what that doesn't seem very hard and so eighth grade rolls around and our play was called i want my mummy m-u-m-m-y i auditioned for it They asked me to do a couple different things like improv stuff, and I did a really good job. And then they hired me as uh, Ted. I was the nerd. I was one of the humans who was nerdy and I got a solo. They gave me a solo song to sing. I was the comic relief. People were laughing. We did it in front of the whole school and people were laughing. It was awesome. And I realized maybe I'm meant for more. So wow. then I didn't uh, so then I didn't pursue acting, but <laughs> I still had a really fun time with it. And it, it just was cool because I, I got the taste of captivating an audience and having them hang on every word. And I thrive under that kind of pressure and I really enjoy it. I would love to get back into theater. I think it'd be awesome, but it's yeah. so cutthroat. And so I, I would just want to do it for fun. That's why whenever people say, do you karaoke? I'm like, hell yeah, I karaoke. I have like a list of my songs that I like to do. I'm never nervous about it. Like, who cares, right? But a lot of people are are bummed out by that. So I, I I do have to thank I Want My Mummy as the as the stepping stone for that, for sure, to help get me out of my shell and into a, a position where I am now. It was uh, very huge in my formative years. So. Sure, man. Yeah. Well, that's great that you can get out there and do that. I was, uh, I think I might have been a little too much for chicken shit to do that when I was that age, but uh, yeah. That was we talked about that before where we were talking about dream jobs, uh, doing acting. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be uh, an actor. Man, that's a pretty did man. There's a, there's I think there's a lot we left on the table, guys. But I'm I'm pretty yeah, happy with my I, list. I'll have I'm, I'm sure I'm going to think of some like in the shower. I'll be like, oh yeah, that one time. Oh shit, it was just hard. I didn't, I couldn't think of 
you know, ones that were, you know, PG and <laughs> yeah, they'll say So, okay. That's exactly where I, I was like, should I tell about my first hand job? Like, what am I, what are we talking about here? What, where's, where's the line? That's the line, right? Go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think I will. I mean, he was, yeah, he was, was so tender, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he showed uh... me exactly what he wanted. <laughs> cool okay that's that's fucked up all right i guess i'll give us a little rundown here all righty uh, i had uh tom is a parasite which we all agree on <laughs> sure, uh, sure tom steals mike's girlfriend dylan and his damn denny's gordy slept with my dad and food for thought mm-hmm. eric had eric walks on vulcan mountain eric's letter of destiny I even did a hand motion for that, that then everyone nice. didn't see. Uh, San Diego is hot. Eric can't hold his liquor. He still can't. And a call hey. to arms. Zach had Zach's Barks root beer. Those are still delicious. Uh, the one that got away. Hell's Bells to start the season. Uh, high school fight party. And I want my mummy. So yeah, pretty good lists of great memories. Some not so great. <sighs> oh man, I think yeah, I think uh, our audience got to know us a little bit on this one. Mm-hmm. At least a little bit, a little bit more than they already did. Yeah, they they know us now. We're we're like best friends with everyone now. Yes, we are. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get us out of here. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachTales60, at TomTop5, and at E underscore Shane, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you must have, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong even though you think you're right. My teenage years were exactly what they were supposed to be. Everybody has their own path. It's laid out for you. It's just up for you, up to you to walk it. Yeah. Okay. Fatalist, but all right. I like it. All right. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.